This month, Streaming Things is brought to you by Chester Copperpot, Rabbit Dog in a Barbie Car, Jose Ruben Cruz Rodriguez, Thomas Alexander, Emmy, Valerie, Stanton Valentino, Aaron Layton, Crystal Trujillo, John Collins, Ghost, Andrew Gray, Jen Robinson, Kate, Chloe Richardson, Kalisha Reeves, Kiki Newton, Kevin Strother, Jeanette Murphy, Casey McCain, and Enza. Welcome back. My name is Chris. I'm Andy. And this is Streaming Things. We no longer have a subtitle. <laughs> just for now. I wanted to do one just because I'm in your house again. And that's like... Streaming Things, back to our roots. The vibe of it made me want yeah. to say something. Benjamin it was good to be back here, man. Yeah, indeed. It's been a minute. Indeed. Uh, Steve is not here. You all will notice that immediately. So what we decided to do is not cover... Uh, Harry Potter, our, our marathon, not continue with Deathly Hallows part one and two without Steve, because yeah. we've had enough Harry Potter episodes without all three of us present. <laughs> and we don't want to give uh, the Harry P fans any more short shrift. That's now, not our goal. We could have gone for the trifecta because you and I have both missed, but Steve has not. It would have uh, been a, it could have been completionist in its own way. Yeah, and yeah. they might have preferred that. Like yeah. now we've, we've got a taste of it without each of them. What it's like to watch Harry Potter. Well, we're at the finale, you know, uh, Deathly Hallows part one and part two. Yeah. The two parter. We, we need that Steve Dementor voice. You know, mm-hmm. we got to have it. So. Can't have, well, I actually talked to Steve today and he said, um, uh, you could have done this one without me because I, I think I hate part one, not to out him because oh, wow. <laughs> he watched all of them a couple weeks ago. He hates part one. I don't, I don't want to out him. Don't okay, tell him I said okay, that. Okay. Okay. Good thing. Good thing Steve, he doesn't listen to I the hope show. You're not listening. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, we just, uh, Steve's been going through a lot of stuff. Uh, Pippin, Pippin the dog. Pippin the dog. Pippin, I'm Pippin I'm the dog. boy. Had a major surgery unexpectedly, and uh, Steve's been dealing with that. And before that, we had a lot of holiday, uh, you know, shenanigans, different, mm-hmm. you know, at the in-laws, all that stuff. All three of us had different things going on at different times. So we apologize to our listeners. We've kind of uh, dropped the ball the last couple of weeks. Um, but it's for good reasons, for the most part, for the yeah. holidays and stuff. And we thought we'd come back strong early January. And then Steve had this tragedy. So uh, he's taking the weekend to nurse Pippin back to health. So what we're going to do, uh, we actually have Alex here. Uh, hey. Many of you may recognize Alex's uh, sultry voice. Oh, it looks smooth jazz. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Welcome smooth, back, friend. Smooth, hello, number six. Number six. I went and counted. Wow. Is it really? Yeah, I, we miscounted last time. I think I said five was four. Okay. So, yeah, I made sure this was right. This is six sixth time. It's uh, not ironic, but uh, it's good that you're here. Thank because you. Uh, I didn't tell you this. Maybe, I think Steve may have. We've, you've been requested. Did he tell you this? You, I, I, uh, yeah. I told him. And I, I didn't call attention to it, but I did, part of me was just like, no, I don't believe you. <laughs> it's a real thing. I saw the messages. What? Multiple times you've uh, been requested. From me? No, no. Those yeah. go straight to the your burner accounts. Yeah, like, yeah. It was just like, where is? <laughs> we could tell. Yeah, no, it was from patron Alex. Oh. All of them thanks Alex. And actually, it was because we have a lot more listeners now than we did when you were on the show. And so it's people that are like, I love the show. They haven't posted in a couple of days. I'm going to go back through some older episodes. That's fun. And they found the ones with you. And we're like, who's this fucking guy? I like this fucking guy. Well, that's cool. They're all from Jersey, all of your fans. Absolutely. That makes sense. Yeah. 
So Alex is back. So what we're going to do today is we're going to talk about The Last of Us, uh, the video game, the show that's coming up, just kind of prep. We always do kind of a pregame show for when we start a new series. And so January 15th, which is uh, you're listening to this on Monday, is this coming Sunday is the first episode of The Last of Us show on HBO. And we're going to start covering that week by week. We'll squeeze in the last two Harry Potters as well. Keep doing our Patreon episodes. Keep doing uh, the bonus movie episodes from the patrons uh, demand. Mm -hmm. All that stuff's still going to be going on, but we're going to be covering The Last of Us week to week. So this is the first of that. But before we get into that, before I forget is really what it is. The poll. We have a a January poll. It's very important. All of our patrons get to vote on uh, one specific movie that we watch for the month. We thought it would make sense to do post-apocalyptic movies since we're covering The Last of Us. So that'll be the theme for January. Um, Don't forget we got that Michael Sarah themed uh, vote going on for the watch along as well. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Youth in revolt or bust. How that developed is... uh, we all, we all blacked out, and at the end, when we came to, yeah. it was a Michael Sarah theme thing. It's one so. of those where it's just like you got strapped to, and you're just like, well, this is this is the result yeah. of like what we asked for. Like, <laughs> yeah. This is our fault. It's wonderful. Um, so uh, I nominate, me, Chris, I nominate Book of Eli for my post-apocalyptic movie to be voted upon in the poll. Steve, who's not here, in absentia, has nominated Mad Max Fury Road which is probably the best movie of the 2010s. I'll just go ahead and throw that out there. It's yeah. up there for sure. We watched that for your uh, bachelor party. Yes, I love that Rented movie. out the theater. It one was of amazing. My, one of my rare perfect films. Yeah. It is truly yeah. a perfect film. It truly is. Not a frame I would change. Andy, what are I, you going to nominate? I nominate Children of Men. Mm. Uh, it's a 20, 2006 movie uh, directed by Alfonso Cuaron. Mm. And it's incredible. It's one of the best movies ever made. It's one of my favorites. It is. Um, it's very, very good. So anyway, vote for that. And Alex, I'm going the dystopian game show route, and I am bringing 1975 Paul Bartel's Death Race 2000 to the table. I, I respect and love with, that with David Carradine and a pre-Rocky Sylvester Stallone. Pre-Rocky, it's <laughs> yes. very important to note. It is before he was anybody. It's got some of the cheesiest, hokiest, like noir-ish, like dialogue behind it. It's amazing. But I might watch that tonight for funsies. Dude, it's the best. I don't think I've ever seen it. It is the fucking best. The best 80 minutes. Did they remade it, right? Who cares? Is that Jason Statham? Yeah, they did that, but who cares? I think it's just called Death Race. You're Uh, correct, yeah. You don't like that one? Yeah, I never actually saw it. I don't understand. <laughs> why. No interest. It's okay. one of those where it's like, why, why, why do that? It's, yeah. it's, you didn't need to it's do that. It's Jason fucking Statham. Who has the ruby? It doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> <laughs> what was the fucking was was the one where he trans transported? No, is it transporter? Transporter is amazing. Transporter is amazing. Okay, is it transport? Is it transporter two where the kid is telling his parents and like the ER and like the IC or whatever the potato joke and he's like, I don't I recall have eyes, this, but I can't oh. see. And as like the hospital door shuts, Jason Statham's like looking in and like smiles because the family is safe and he goes a potato <laughs> and just, oh, like a riddle yeah well i mean yeah some people call it a joke some people call it a riddle but yeah yeah, yeah he was he had like taught the kid the joke i guess at some point in the movie but it's just one of those where i've just whenever i see jason statham i just see the hospital door close on his face his smile and he knows the kid and the family is safe and he delivers the punchline for the audience to see of Potato. Oh, potato. <laughs> and then and it then is just death. grisly voice, you know? Since we covered uh, Fast and Furious movies for this show, uh, my new favorite Jason Statham moment is when uh, he is fighting some dude on a plane and he has a baby for some reason. Of course. And in the middle of the fight, he just turns to the baby and goes, Where's that smile? And I, <laughs> I, I forgot about when he was protecting the baby while he was fighting on the plane. 
I think it's Expendables 3 with Harrison Ford, uh, where Jason Statham is like every time he has a line that is relayed back to Harrison Ford. So anytime they're talking like over a headset microphone, like face to face, no matter what, he'll say something. And Harrison Ford just goes, I don't understand a goddamn thing you're saying. You know, like he just gets more and more upset every time. It's the best. They just filmed the Harrison Ford talking to Jason Statham yeah. and put it in the movie. Oh, he replaced Bruce Willis. He's an asshole. Oh, shit, I didn't know that. Yeah. I haven't watched any of the Expendables. The first movies, one's but... all right. The first one's worth it just to kind of see everybody together sure but yeah. uh i think it was bruce willis wanted like a really like small shooting schedule and be paid a bunch of money and when they replaced him with harrison ford stallone said something along the lines of better actor less money <laughs> oh wow yeah okay but yeah. i mean bruce willis notorious asshole yes yeah. So. yeah but then he had that we, he's he got had a brain disease aphasia and like so you, you can only talk shit about him so much now yeah but like prior to all of right. that, yeah, he yeah, had a reputation. You know, for but sure. he's been suffering from it. I mean, okay. <laughs> yeah. You know? Fair. Yeah. Just saying. Betterhelp.com. <laughs> <laughs> uh any hoozle. So yeah, we're talking about The Last of Us today. Really excited about it. So uh, not only is Alex a, a very good friend of the show, he's been on many times, but it was it was it was serendipity that it was this episode for which we needed him. Uh, because Alex used to host a PlayStation podcast for a year and some change and change. Yeah. Maybe some two pence. Yeah. <laughs> now I think you can only find it on Spotify. The podcast oh, yeah. still out there. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's still only on Spotify. I won't scrub it. I, I deleted the pod beam, all the RSS feed and everything. Yeah, all that's gone. But like Spotify still operates on its own, like separate API, I guess. Okay. And yeah, it's weird. Yeah, I know they're hosting you for free. I know. I went down this fucking rabbit hole of purging the internet of mine and Chris's old podcast. Just yeah. like we, we have this now and the uh, Ida Gaff when we used it way back when, um, like it, it didn't work out the way we thought it was going to. Sure. And so when, once this one started taking off, it's like, let's get rid of that shit. Yeah. It took way longer than you would think to try to just like remove it from the internet. Yeah. It's probably still out there. In I mean, some form. It was for me, it was a quick like Twitter handle change and yeah. like kind of just scrubbed the whole like everything like converted like YouTube stuff over to like whatever. But like in terms of everything, I just deleted the Podbean account. It took care of the RSS through everything. But yeah, Spotify still lives on. It's ours now. <laughs> you know, they got you and Rogan. And they're, right. they're sticking with it. That's fine. But you're the resident expert and Andy's played uh, the games many times. Yeah, it's um, a second favorite game of all time Ooh, is The Last of Us. First, first is Super Mario uh, uh, two. <laughs> I was no. gonna say three. Controversial. Four, four. He likes to to pull the grass out of the ground, throwing yeah. people. Who doesn't love just Doki Doki Panic reskin? <laughs> you know, my favorite game of all time is Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask. Mm. Um, but uh, the tracks. I think that uh, The Last of Us is the best story ever told in mm -hmm. gaming, and uh, probably like the best made game of all time. Probably, but not my favorite of all time. Prior to the sequel being announced and subsequently released and playing it. So when like you finished it, did you think it needed a sequel? Absolutely not. I was genuinely upset when they okay. announced the sequel. Yeah. I was like, you had something perfect and mm -hmm. it ended perfectly. I don't need it. Did that change then, after you played it? A hundred percent. Yeah. Part two is incredible. Yeah. Uh, it's so fucking good. And uh, even like when I saw the announcement trailer, I was like, okay, I'm in. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, uh, yeah. But like when, yeah, when, when it first like leaked that it was going to be a thing, I was like, no, don't yeah. do that. It was unnecessary. It felt, you know, yeah. 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 It but, felt like you can't go back to that. Well, you mm -hmm. know, but yeah, no, pulled it off. Chris, you just played it. Yes. I, because of this show, like I wanted yeah. to have, I've been trying um, to get you to play it for like 10 years, many years, yeah. many years. And then Jimmy, another friend of ours, uh, actually finally bought me 
the final copy of the game that I ended up playing. And that's how bad he wanted me to play it. And that's why I did it. Um, but we do this thing for each show we cover. We always like have a segment that's somewhat akin to Easter eggs, you know, like, uh, especially if it's based on source material, it's very easy. So with stranger things, it was which movie in the eighties is this thing from that they're trying to reference. Mm -hmm. And with house of the dragon, it was what part of the book, uh, can we explore a little more from this or what game of Thrones nuggets? Uh, and so I was like, I gotta play the fucking game so we can do the thing that we do for the show. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta immerse yourself in the world. And that's such a good one to, to do. Now we can have, uh, Easter eggs from the game as a segment, and we can have our top three favorite moments, and we got to call them something. Yeah, like I was clickers. Say, we had Easter eggs. We um, had uh, dragon eggs. Our fireflies or something. Ooh, you know, fireflies isn't bad. Yeah, we'll have to come up with little cool names for the segments. But and by the way, if you haven't played the game, it's safe to listen to this episode until we say it's not. If we decide we want to talk about something, but w- really, what we wanted to do is honestly get some SEO and let people know we're talking about <laughs> the Last of Us. <laughs> but also, you know, riff uh, apologize for the last. Couple couple of weeks and uh, uh, slacking off, but also get everybody prepared for what, because I truly believe this is me having finished the game mm-hmm. uh, and knowing the talent behind the show, because the show has cast Pedro Pascal as, as Joel, Bella Ramsey as Ellie, uh, Nick Offerman is playing Bill. Mm-hmm. Um, they've got an incredible cast. Uh, Neil Druckmann, co-president of Naughty Dog and c- writer creator of the game is heavily involved in the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Craig Mazin is the uh, co-creator of the show and show running the show. Mm-hmm. And he did Chernobyl. 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 Yes. Yeah. And Hangover 3 for Which, what that's worth. You know. But I mean, uh-huh. <laughs> Chernobyl is such a great like lateral move. It's so, so perfect. You know, yeah. I love that show. Yeah. And with all of that together, I really think that there is every reason to expect that this will be an incredible, uh, an incredible show, probably the best of the year. And I know it's January, but like, that's how strong it this talent going, is. It it's is definitely a ceiling. I think for sure. Yeah. It's, it's, it's seems like such a slam dunk. All they have to do is tell the story of the game, mm-hmm. which is a cinematic game, mm-hmm. which you could say, yeah, that's what you said about uncharted. And look what we got in that movie. They fair. They, they <laughs> fucked with the recipe though. That's you what know, I'm saying. They're over there, you know, putting, putting lemon juice in the thing. You don't put lemon juice. Yeah, in, you, you don't know? do that. You I don't do that. Uncharted. Did you see it? The movie? Yeah. Yeah. It's not, worth i mean now well this is a direct quote from neil druckman he told the hollywood reporter uh the last of us will not stray from the source material we have no plans to tell any stories beyond adapting the games we won't run into the same issue as game of thrones um with some shade thrown at game of thrones justifiably there so basically he's saying we're not going to tell any in between stories after stories before stories anything like that Mm -hmm. um which is good news if you're if you're a huge fan of the game and you're worried about how far they might go Uh, they did say that there won't be any spores. Have you guys heard this? Okay. I've not show. heard this. Really? Yeah. So, okay, let's do this real quick. Let's talk about the spores in a second. But for the listeners that haven't played the game, the premise of The Last of Us is it's a post-apocalyptic game. Uh, it's something like zombies, basically, but mm-hmm. a little more uh, medically like substantiated. Fungal. Yeah, it's yeah. a fungal thing. Yeah. And uh, cordyceps. It's a real thing. It's a real thing. thing. Yeah, that is like ants. That's right. Ants that get all fucked up with the with the zombie virus, which literally infects their brain and takes control of them, takes them up into the sunlight. So more can sprout out of its head and it can grow and infect other ants. And these zombies have like big mushrooms growing out of their face and shit. But if they bite you, you also become a mushroom, an evil mushroom man. Yes. Uh, And so that (laughs) it becomes, you know, the mushroom man, it becomes, you know, so our main character, Joel, You'll find a lot about him in the very beginning of the show. We're very certain that drives his main darkness and motivation. Um, And then he comes in contact with a young girl named Ellie and he gets charged with keeping her safe and traveling her uh, across the country. That's the premise of the show. Yes. Um, So 
as part of these these fungus zombies, another thing that when they get to a certain stage of their zombie development, they actually just kind of stick to the wall and become oh, a tree. It, it, it gets so fucked up and awesome in the game. And that's post bloater stage, right? When they just stick to the wall and sprout like fungus everywhere. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, um, so they kind not, of just pop which, and get stuck on the wall. Lead you to believe that's hold on. Wouldn't eventually, if you just stayed in a bunker, they would all be gone because they would just burst into spores eventually deal with the spores yeah, yeah. the spores are like uh you said there's no spores i didn't know that but yeah, yeah so in the, the game, game you're wearing gas masks yeah. and stuff you, yeah. there's no spores that's what i've been told <clears throat> okay. i could see how you would need to do that because like that's a lot of like cgi wise you mean i mean well it's just like cgi wise but then it's a lot of like gas masks on off. i'm on. sure pedro pascal yeah. was like hold on a <laughs> second can i show my face once? <laughs> can i just fucking <laughs> show my <laughs> face <laughs> <laughs> you know, even if what am I, Tom Hardy? You got the wrong guy. <laughs> even if it is just like you know, every now and then, like yeah, I could see where just like, kicking the sports. There out. is no narrative. Re- I was arguing on TikTok. Mm-hmm. There is no narrative reason to need the sports. No, at all. Like literally in the game, the only function the sports have is uh, initiate mask animation. Well, and it it really mm-hmm. drives I think the higher stakes. Yes, like oh shit, because I'm about to like, have to fight. Now it's airborne because that was the thing too. Like going like translating it to like you know real life stuff with like COVID. it's one of those where i remember being like god thank god it's not like just like this airborne like fungal like breathability thing you yeah know? so like i think yeah like taking that out like how like you said it's a narrative thing it just makes it i think harder to combat if it's something where it's like you said you know written in like that with the gas masks and yeah, I'm, I'm ambivalent about it. Yeah. Like they uh, added some kind of mechanic, like some kind of tendrils mechanic to replace the spores or something. I don't know uh, okay. for sure, but it makes sense with them. I think it's just to keep the actors out of masks is sure. probably the main reason. Yeah. And also special effects on spores is probably a little tough. Like it's, it's like uh, a lot. minuscule, you know, yeah. sort of uh, what's the word? What's the word when it's like just labor intensive? You know, we'll say. Um, yeah. Labor intensive is yeah. perfect. Let's go with that. You don't want to pay the effects guys to put little dots everywhere all the time. Uh, so that's the only major change that I know of, though. Um, and so let me read another of this quote here. Um, uh, they're not, they're not going to be dragging this out either. So mm-hmm. the the first season of The Last of Us will be nine episodes, I think. I think so. Uh, I was looking it up earlier today. I'm pretty sure it's nine. I think you're right. I know that the uh, somebody uh, said eight and then there have been reports of ten. So it makes sense to me that it would be nine. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> get, get the average out of that. Well, you know, um, I know that they're going to be fairly long. Uh, the premiere was 84 minutes. I think so. I yeah. Think I said. Yeah. Uh, the, so the first episode's like a movie. The mm. second episode's 55, though. Oh, solid. Okay. Um, so it just has a really long premiere. And I know you we all know why. Right. Yeah. Like the well, first the, the, little bit of the game and you're like, the, okay, the that'd be a good episode. Story is important. Yeah. And yeah. We're probably going to get all that. It's going to be the whole episode, right? I would, I would think at least like the way time, like the opening cutscene. I think or, it would lead a little into yes. the current timeline. The first 20 minutes of the game. I would say that will be about the first 20 minutes of the episode. I think you could be really that. Yeah. I think that would be the cold open. You're going to get that. That's if we got that as the cold open, I would love it. Yeah. I think it's going to be cold open of the episode. Same as the cold open of the game, almost like beat for beat shot for shot. Cause I think that's what you have to do really to like lure in. Cause that's, I mean, <clears throat> I'm looking at this is kind of like Frank Darabont's, walking dead like that one season that first episode in particular where yeah, it is it's just amazing. like knock it out of the park right and like that's what they have to do and i think yeah you i don't know the better way to open the show than to just do almost beat for beat the cold open too because yeah. that is the best way too to introduce these people to the game as well yeah and like the story and everything mm-hmm. for sure i think that's um 
likely. And I'm really happy that they, I read these reports of um, the entire game being told in the story of the first season, because I was, I, was, yeah. I remember calling Andy, yeah, like I thought that they were going to spread it out. The game took me fucking 15 hours to, yeah. to play. Right. Like the story could easily be told in 10 hours of television. 100%. Please don't drag it out. And like, at what point would you end on like to have a transition? You know, what, mm-hmm. what part of the story would you end a season on? It'd be terrible. Yeah. Stop it either before winter or well in the first, tr- or, or the first season would end at Pittsburgh, end at leaving Pittsburgh. That's that's what I said too. Yeah, yeah, and that would be I would be angry to have to wait a year and a half. If, yeah. yeah, for real. From that yeah. point on, plus the trailer showed snow, mm-hmm. and that's what told me you know because in, yeah. in the game it's told in seasons, and the finals toward the toward the end is winter, mm-hmm. obviously. So mm-hmm. I was like, hey. I see snow. I think there's a good chance they're going to tell the whole story. So that's great. By the way, if you've never played the game, you're going to love this story. It's it's heartbreaking, yeah. but awesome. I mean, it's literally one of the best stories. I've been reading books, uh, reading comic books, playing games, watching movies my whole life as often as I can. A ridiculous, a disgusting amount, right? Mm-hmm. This is one of the best stories I've ever had told to me. And it was from this video game. I it's promise such, you. It's such a great like lived in world that, it is. that they made and everything too. Like it feels existable. And it's being borrowed and cribbed on so much by so much like popular media now. Like if you like the Mandalorian, you're going to love the last of us. Um, what, what else has come out recently? That's been uh, God of war, uh, the, the reboot in 2018 Mm -hmm. and then, uh, Ragnarok just, uh, that you mean like grizzled warrior and child adventures as a shtick thing. Uh, yeah, exactly. You have the, the adult and the charge that they are given, uh, that they didn't particularly want. Yeah. The last of us, the massive escort quest. Yes, exactly. Escort quest. That's a perfect way to put it. The last of us is basically if snake Plissken had Macaulay Culkin as a a sidekick (laughs) and then you get the idea of what it's like. Mm -hmm. Right. Is that accurate? (laughs) I mean, like Ke- I'm talking about like Kevin, like, 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 like walking in, in his late thirties. No, no, no. Like <laughs> I don't want to walk into your like show Kevin. and your table and tell you you're wrong. <laughs> like, <laughs> like Kevin from Home Alone. That's what I'm saying. Okay, because okay. he's capable of handling himself, much like Ellie. But could Kevin, do you think fair. Kevin from Home Alone could swim? He could. He could probably. Probably. Yeah, That'd maybe. be nice. Yeah. He could definitely. Yeah. He's yeah. not just pushing wood pallets. That <laughs> <laughs> was God. I hated those missions. Yep. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. So I just wanted you guys to be aware of what that is. And I'm, I'm so excited for it. And I, I, I want to address first off too. Um, I, <laughs> there's a lot of criticism of Bella Ramsey uh, as the cast here. Why? You even heard this? No. It's gross. Do you want me to get into it? I really don't want to. I will. Ooh, I mean, I don't know if I want to get into it, but I'd love to just. Have you heard this? Hear no, I don't just want to shine a light on whatever people might be mad about. about well, this. I was just saying, I don't want to. <laughs> The only reason I brought it up was like, don't email me with the bullshit because like, <laughs> sure, because I think every time we talk about a new show, we open the streaming things fandom up, which is the idea. Like, that's the goal. Right. Yeah, but yeah. I don't want to let any uh, toxicity in as well. Mm-hmm. Like, so I think Bella Ramsey is an incredible casting choice as yeah. Ellie. Yeah. Uh, it's like because you Ellie- ignored the call. Exactly. I fucking love her. Lady Mormont. Like you have to have um, a, someone who can play like a child. Right. Which is what Ellie is. But also and who, like reading from the joke book, like this very charismatic, uh, sweet child. But at the same time, this child will kill you. 
Yes. Right. And it's like, yeah. who do you get to play that? Lady Mormont is like yeah, the perfect yeah. choice. Yeah. Cause Ellie's such a, I mean, like, I think, yeah, Bella Ramsey is the perfect choice to play a character who was like a, a kid who was forced to grow up way earlier than they needed to. I mean, she's born into this basically. Yeah. You know? And it's like yeah. Carl from Walking Dead. So, yeah. So there's that, there's that <laughs> sort of like lighthearted, like childlike nature that Ellie has too, but also that very much like stoic maturity that she develops over time as like her time with Joel and everything. And yeah. That's a, such a good choice. I mm-hmm. didn't know people were. Well, like I said, I just wanted to bring it up to where we could not talk about it, if that makes any sense. Yeah, like, sure. I don't want people because I get that on TikTok a lot where like uh, the, somebody tries to throw their two cents in. But it's like this two cents has been thrown down the well a million times. I'm covered in pennies already. Yeah. And I've already told you I disagree. And the whole thing is, is it's it's kind of a toxic bullying thing where essentially they don't think Bella Ramsey looks like Ellie. Oh, who gives a shit? And which is the dumbest argument in the world. Pedro Pascal's like Hispanic or something and they don't. Nobody's complaining about that. Nobody's complaining about Joel for the most part. Yeah. So sure. there's uh, some misogyny to it always, of course. But at the uh, same time, it it yes. doesn't even make any sense because when you adapt something like you, well, you need to get the essence of the character, you can't like let, take it straight from a page or from a game and find the person who looks identical to them. That's not what any casting director does. I don't just the whole like she doesn't look like a video game character when like video game characters don't exist. <laughs> no, exactly. <laughs> you know, like video games Actually, have you have you heard the whole you're the super video game guy, the controversy about Last of Us and the um, Elliot Page design? Yeah. Yeah. So there was another game that Elliot Page beyond two souls. Yeah. 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 And there's some evidence or thought that they literally stole the idea of that character design. Right. I mean, that's guaranteed. I was I was working at GameStop at that time and people would see the Last of Us posters and be like, oh, is that at the time? You know, Beyond Two Souls was the bigger game, right? Well, no, no. Like, I mean, I mean, like, planned to be. Like, it was no. the bigger deal. Last of Us, man. Last of Us yeah. was Naughty Dog coming off of the Uncharted trilogy. That's true. Uh, Last or Beyond they, was from Quantic Dream, who did Dying uh, Light. They were coming. No, Heavy Rain. Heavy Rain. Heavy Rain. Yeah. And so I, I, I watched a video about this. So Heavy Rain was like this great game that had horrible voice acting, like hilariously bad voice acting. Heavy Rain. Is a great game it that has game. voice actors who are very French and perhaps speak English as a second language. <laughs> is that what it is? But like the problem wasn't so much that everybody's voice was bad, but particularly the children actors' voices are awful. Well, the clip yeah, I saw true. was this grown ass man uh, yelling Jason. at yelling at somebody in the rain and it's oh yeah it sounded terrible oh it's it's totally cornball yeah like yeah it's it's it was french people so they hire willem dafoe and elliot page to voice act beyond two souls yeah um and like the plot was kind of similar too right no beyond two souls is about a girl who like communicates can move between time with a ghost i never actually played beyond two souls but i think I'm, i'm pulling that from memory yeah, you're. She has like a little ghost pal that yeah. she communicates with and stuff. I played the like demo or okay. back in the day. Yeah, but never actually. But played. then Last of Us came out with this character that looks pretty similar yeah. to Elliot the, Page. The game's released very similarly. Like, and Beyond Two Souls was upset. Yeah, well, Elliot <laughs> Page was upset because yeah. like, they had felt that you know they're sh- they're trying to promote this game that's coming out mm-hmm. and then feeling like their likeness is being aped and you know in this other game that is bigger and more successful critically and commercially. Yeah, so it's yeah. 
And, and Willem Dafoe was really high and didn't know about any of this. So. <laughs> <laughs> Let him do whatever. I didn't remember any of this, but now that you're bringing it up, I do. Yeah. I've been uh, going, getting into the wormhole because I missed all of this because I didn't play the first game. And mm-hmm. the only thing I knew of Last of Us was that that teaser trailer for Last of Us Part Two that Andy made me drunkenly watch like six times mm-hmm. uh, and was really good in his defense. I was like, I don't even have the context for this. And this is amazing. <laughs> yeah, I'm talking about when she's playing the guitar yeah, and, yeah, and Joel yeah. comes in. Yeah. So Are you good. sure you want to do this? So good. Yeah, um, drunk Andy knows what's up. Right, right, right. <laughs> the fucking the, the crowd pop on that. Like, yeah, you're watching it from like the E3 conference. Yeah, that's the only clip I've ever seen. Yeah. And they all go, <sighs> yeah. As soon as you see the Firefly logo, everybody Man. goes nuts. But yeah. any Uh So that's my only like the thing with it. Now that I'm playing the games, I'm like trying to get into this pop culture from 2013. And <laughs> sure, yeah, no, it's, I, it's interesting dude, stuff. I'm like steadily a decade behind. <laughs> yeah, I get it. You know. But I'm, yeah, I'm but, 10 years ahead of the city of Florence and 10 years behind everybody else. <laughs> Florence, y'all. <laughs> now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. You know, times are tough. We just got through COVID, right? Everybody's been stuck in their homes for years. We're readdressing life itself. We don't know what's going on. We know that we need to get to the gym. I know I do. I know I need to eat healthy. I got to take vitamins. I got to take minerals. I got to go get a physical every six months or so. Sometimes I do it every two or three years just to see what will happen. But I know that I need to do it. But it's easy to sweep mental health under the rug. It's the only illness that tells you that you don't have it. And it's really difficult to start looking into. You know, you got to drive. Where, where do you find a therapist? Is there a therapist store? I don't know of one, but there is an app called BetterHelp that'll help link you with a therapist to suit all of your needs. You can shop through hundreds, nay, thousands of different therapists and find one that helps you get through the day, that helps you address the problems that you're having. And if at any time you feel like they're not, you can easily switch therapists or stop at any time. Mental health has never been easier to access than it is with BetterHelp. Our own host, Steve, has been using it ever since we started being sponsored by BetterHelp, and he says that it has helped him immensely. So when you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com slash streaming things today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash streaming things. I think this is the only video game. uh, I can honestly say that God of War 2018 like I think Alex said it best. It's like, it's a game that'll make you want to be a better father. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, a, it's such a great story, but yeah. I can't remember crying. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't play a lot of narrative games anymore. I, I, I honestly don't. I'm sure there's a lot that would make me oh, cry because yeah. I'm a softie, but I can't remember crying the way that I did playing the last of us part one. Mm-hmm. Um, like I was open. Like I was, I was, especially the end and yeah. i'm not gonna say what it is but the yeah. end i like called andy and shit i was really upset like this isn't this is this is insane yeah. i can't like, even talk right now it, it was a <laughs> 10 years removed i told you so it felt so good but like the thing too right is uh without spoiling anything so like the last of us comes out at the height of you know like the mass effect stuff the walking dead the telltale games where there is that player agency where you're making those choices to like do you want to do x do you want to do y and there's two separate endings and like so this entire time i loved the fact that naughty dog really stripped that from there because that is such a game where like you're playing as joel this entire time and you read and you're kind of like oh you're saying it would have been easy for them to have uh, a different 
choice so, ending for yeah, that. Yeah, but to actually force you to be like, oh, like even if you don't want to do like the the ending of this game, like go through the stuff you have to yeah. go through. It, I love the fact that like, oh, like you've got to reconcile with the fact that like, oh my god, like that's what made it so interesting to me. I'd never played a game like that because yeah. I've never played the Uncharted games either, and I've heard yeah. they're amazing. They're real. I mean, if you like Indiana Jones, and, like, like there's no yeah, lag, right. there's no boss, there's no giant thing. It's just a story that you get to play. It's yeah. And then like you face like monster closets. Like there was like a (laughs) big one big thing, like every like three or four hours. There was a section toward the end where there was two bloaters and Mm -hmm. a bunch, you know, like it was kind of hard at the end, but there was no real like. Ta-da. It was in that last area where you do the thing. It wasn't that hard. They to have play like through. showcase moments throughout the game. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's not like a, Hey, here's the big boss that you've been hearing about the whole game. And now you finally defeated him. Right. Save yeah. the princess. You know, there's nothing like that. I almost said something spoilery, but yeah. <laughs> you might be surprised who the big bad <laughs> of the game is. Um, it's very, very cool. I was shocked and mm-hmm. I'm so excited to start the second one. And there's a lot of controversy about the second one. A lot of, um, I don't want to I don't want to insult you if you don't like the second game. I'm sure there's a lot of legitimate reasons to dislike the second game. But I feel like from what I've gathered from just entering this pop culture space is that it is a a lot of immature, a borderline, if not overt misogyny and bigotry that makes people not like a the second thousand game. percent. Okay. Anybody that doesn't like this game is one of those things or they just don't understand games. It's fucking incredible. It's such a good game. Mm. I'm enjoying it a lot so far. Yeah. And I've already seen some of the most controversial choices and I. I, I called Andy like I can't say I can't say anything without the spoilers. That, that's how I feel, because like there's certain ways I want to describe Last of Us 2 and just like, oh, it's like this. And I'm like, no, that like maybe is like a reach of a spoiler. So like it, it sucks, like because, you know, you don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to ruin anybody's about, experience. Right. Well, we're talking about episodes that are going to come out like two years from now. Maybe, you, you know, know maybe. Uh, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, so maybe. It's, well, that's it's what it's he said. There's way. a quote from Not that, too. Discovery has their way. Um, this is, <laughs> he said the show's first season is expected to cover the entirety of the first game's story. That's what the Hollywood Reporter reported. Um, the Hollywood Reporter reported. There's no better way to say that, but it's, it. that's just a fact, uh, which means a second season would the likely co- reported, <laughs> 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 which means the second season would likely cover the sequel. And as for the last of us, part three, Druckmann only said, I think there's more story to tell. Ah. Ooh, okay. So, okay. No, last of us, part three rumors have been what? amok. I want naughty dog to make something else. Do you? Yes. Let them do that. That is an issue with like the uh, development time for a major AAA title. It is like literally the entire length of a generation of a console. Unless you're splitting your team up between multiple games, you know, like some studios can do or whatever. But yeah. What have they been doing since this is part two? Um, Working on something, you know, like maybe three or saying maybe three, maybe another Uncharted game like Naughty Dog's been, you know, quiet or whatever. As far as I know, I'm pretty removed from the space anymore. But like, yeah, like it takes three, four years to like even get that started because they announced Last of Us Part Two like shortly after. It was like three years before the game came out, I feel like. Well, they announce it, but they've been developing it for years before they announce it. Yeah, but then it was still like years after that. There's still delays and still late. And that's the thing is like, I would love to see because Naughty Dog is, you know, one of the best development studios in video games. And to like give them an opportunity to be like, hey, tell a different story. Because like, you know, with Uncharted, people were like, hey, do something else. And we got Last of Us. So let them do something else. Mm -hmm. You know, see what else is out there. But. Hear me out. Yeah. Trilogies are cool. Trilogies are cool. cool. Duologies. Nobody has a favorite duology. Name one. Mm, God of War. 
That's a two-parter. Now you could have count. Here's the counter. Uh, can I counter myself? Yeah. There's a lot of trilogies and quadrilogies that would have been epic <laughs> duologies yeah. that they yeah. let go on too long and ruined. Um, so fair. Terminator. I, well, yeah. we have to have this conversation after you finish the second game. Uh, you, we, there's a big piece of the puzzle that you, you don't have. I'm missing yet. a lot of the puzzle. So, uh, but so far I'm feeling vindicated with my rant after finishing the first game. Um, so yeah, yeah. Feeling pretty good about that. I'm so excited for this show. I am too. It's on the uh, family calendar. Actually. Is it? Yeah. We guys, we, we, what do you mean? The family one? Like you have one in the kitchen? No. Well, like in our phones, we have a synced calendar. Oh, okay. So I pictured when a literal calendar <laughs> with a nail if in the kitchen. Were, honestly, if we did, it would be there. <laughs> I would be like stamping that thing like no no plans on Sunday you know like so what's the family calendar used for like hey I'm not available this day appointments and like just if like she has plans I have plans stuff like tonight that's a really good idea yeah like tonight I had my wife has a uh, uh, her friend's dad passed away Mm. and so she's going to like the the benefit Mm -hmm. um, which is just at a bar nearby but she told me about this weeks ago yeah and she said hey don't forget you got to take the baby because I'm going Uh, to blah 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 later and I was like oh shit I did forget because I have a podcast at 5 30 what time is it and we had to kind of work it out yeah, yeah, yeah. i was like i should be home by seven or so so you can leave but if i had had the calendar calendar man holy yeah. shit yeah. i wouldn't have made this mistake yeah that's fair man because we typically record pretty early on sundays mm-hmm. but andy uh was watching the the, the b game i had That's to watch the I, I don't the blame Ravens. you i don't blame you they did win they yes. did win 20 27 16 uh yeah yeah, yeah. i googled uh, to see what mood you'd be in yeah <laughs> 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 is he gonna be pissed well it was we're clinched for the um like cheeks uh, you know it. <laughs> <laughs> they, oh, yes. Are you a, a football they, fan? They pinched it off like two yeah. weeks ago. You sport ball sport, vaguely, right? A sport. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we, we knew we were in the postseason regardless. This just mattered for where in the postseason, how how are the you know cards going to lay? Uh, and so I saw uh, uh, Joe Mixon did, uh, he mocked the NFL's coin toss. Dude mm-hmm. is fucking awesome. Because like with obviously with everything that went down with the Bills uh, and Demar Hamlin, uh, there was no right answer to how right how zero right answers. Things. And they did the right thing by not continuing the game. And I don't want to wax lyrical about the NFL when we're talking about The Last of Us. But the Bengals did get fucked with the way the NFL decided to do things. So when uh, um, Mixon uh, had a touchdown uh, run at some point uh, in like the first half, uh, he had a coin like st- stashed away in his glove or a sock mm-hmm. or something and uh, pulled it out and like flipped the coin. And then I think it was like, his ass. Kicked it away. He smuggled it, was- it on field. <laughs> could have been. <laughs> it was in his glove. They're going to start- wait to score to get that thing out of there. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta keep running. <laughs> they're going to start setting up metal detectors for the players to run out to <laughs> make sure they're not smuggling no coins no more. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so we that's all that all that was going on. If we'd had a family calendar, yeah, he would have had a coin in his ass. It would have right. solved everything. Right. So I'm bringing it back full circle. There it is. <laughs> kind of, kind of, you know. But and speaking of calendars, this show takes place. I'm trying to bring it back. <laughs> they actually did move the timeline up a bit. I, if I'm not mistaken, I think the part with Joel that the game opens up on it's 17 is years, right? 2003 is I think when that takes place in the show, whereas it would have been early 90s or something I think in, in the, the game, right? In the game, I don't remember where the first 20 minutes, like first 10, 20 minutes takes place, but I think the game itself is like 2032. Really? I thought so. Well, I think right around 20 COVID, I think, is when uh, the actual outbreak takes place. So, oh, interesting. I think. 
It's that the I timing read that. Of that would be fucking genius. But so they do a pretty good job of the game of making it kind of a timeless piece. You know, there's no like, uh, hey, uh, go grab your Furby. Let's go. Oh, you're you know? right, Alex. It um, would be 2033 to 2037. Yeah, um, I think maybe the first 20 minutes is 2013. And then the game, the rest of the game is 2032. Because I think there's 19 years. Is it 19? I thought it was 17. But well, close the, enough. Point yeah, being, yeah. it's a long time from the beginning to yeah. where the majority of the story takes he's, place. He's yes. really wizened and ragged and, yeah. you know, getting see that kind of like more well it makes goal. sense too for the time period was important for the show because it, there's certain pop culture things in the game that like ellie will sing certain songs mm-hmm. like take on me i just got mm-hmm. to that part oh did you uh, <laughs> oh i fucking love that's like my favorite part of part two it's so fucking it's like really long too like, mm-hmm. like sings the whole song the whole yeah. thing you should have yeah. kissed me um yeah it was a good moment interactive guitar playing so don't worry she's still gonna know take on me like canonically it'll have happened in that universe right hopefully she also know who britney spears is this is all good stuff (laughs) get those pearl jam rights (laughs) yeah whatever they got to do my Um, my poker face (laughs) but if you haven't picture the more modern things that they're going to use for (laughs) just some i'm google for gaga funk you (laughs) (laughs) uptown funk you um I, I, if you haven't seen Chernobyl and Craig Mazin is the major creative driving force behind the show, please stop listening to this and go watch it. It's a limited series. It's only one season. Six episodes, um, I think. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's easy to get through. It's just a couple movies long and it's, mm-hmm. it's one of the best limited series ever. I, I put that up there with Westworld season one. I put that up there with succession. Um, whatever you want to say, I put it up there with it. Yeah. Uh, 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 how about this haunting of Hill house, midnight mass, all that stuff. I put it up there with that. It's in my pantheon for like, uh, one and done's. Yes, or just like okay. seasons of television. Even. Okay, yeah, even. fair. Yeah, that's that's where I roll. But yeah, so he crushed it. And, and so that's why I was a little sad when you said that they're not going to be doing the spores uh, in uh, the last of a show because like the last thing they did was Chernobyl. And so like uh, air permeated dread mm-hmm. is something that Craig Mason is very good at. Oh, I'm sure there's going to be plenty of air permeated dread. You know what I mean, though? Yeah, like, yeah there's, I think this game, I think that this show is going to be atmospheric as hell. Yeah. Well, I meant literal air permeated mm-hmm. dread, like the spores, like sure, the, the yeah. radiation that's floating in the air. And like they did a really good job of like the sequences in Chernobyl. I've rewatched it a couple of times where they're like uh, sending people down into uh, like the water and stuff. And, mm-hmm. you know, like their flashlights start going out and yeah. stuff. And they're like they need to drain the water in order for this pump to be able to work, because otherwise this thing's going to happen. Yada, yada. They do a really, really good job of like the visual effects throughout that. And like uh, I, I so I don't i don't like the idea of like oh it's too much special effects or it's too many masks like uh that was one of the most affecting things in chernobyl was when these dudes are wearing these masks and they use the point of view shots of like uh you see the goggles on either side of the screen and like the big black bar in mm-hmm. between where the mm-hmm. lenses are separated and then the lights start going out and stuff that was yeah. some of the most effective cinematography in that entire show which is one of the best limited series of all time mm-hmm. and so for it to say like oh we don't want to put pedro pascal in a mask again it's like well if it's worth it you know but i guess uh in the world of the last of us there's inevitably going to be a lot of that if like if you establish that spores are a thing Mm -hmm. then there's going to be a shit ton of masks basically anytime you're indoors there's going to have to be masks i wonder if just like production costs on gas masks were too high you know i honestly think inflation joe biden's economy man (laughs) i think they're at a premium i think the spores are one of the the more weak aspects of the game's narrative itself anyway like it never really made sense. 
because it's a video game you don't care that like like they're still on your clothes like like scientifically it doesn't make sense that they're not very careful about the spores and that doesn't ever yeah the spores infect zero people in the game Mm-hmm. If that I can recall ever. I'm sure they did in the world. Yeah. But in the game, like act, there's no character that's like, I forgot my mask or something that you right. would expect. Like narratively, it comes into play zero times. So I can see like as a showrunner, you're like, let's just fucking get rid of those bars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like it doesn't even make any sense. Well, as soon as they're outside, well, they're fine. Like, like the only time it comes into play is when Ellie just walks through without. You know, that's the only yeah. thing. Uh, uh, yeah. I was going to say that, yeah. too. Um, that's kind of a neat thing yeah. that you can do uh, as Ellie. But and then in the second game, which ellie wears one mm-hmm. for pretend mm-hmm. and i don't know if i caught that i was like huh, that's funny yeah. um anywho so we're we're stuttering now because there's, there's spoilers <laughs> <laughs> that's where we're stuttering so what is what are your each of your i guess individually hopes like highest hopes for the show but like what are your biggest concerns and fears andy okay shit uh biggest concerns and fears um one of the most effective things that this uh, that the the story that they did in the game was was the uh, side characters mm-hmm. not feeling like uh, just a one and done. Like there there are sequences that occur throughout the game that feel like they would just be uh, an episode, and then we move on from it. Mm-hmm. And I really hope that we get uh, more of the lived in feel of the side characters that it felt like through the games. There's uh, yeah. a there's like a pair of brothers that you meet uh, throughout the course of the story of the game mm. that are really, really important, really emotionally impactful and set the stakes in a way that like if it hadn't already been clear how dark and how uh, foreboding this world is, this really drives it home. Mm-hmm. And they didn't feel like a one and done, like set the stakes and move on from it. They felt, it it felt like the experience that the character, that the main characters have with them is impactful and lasting. Yeah. And I don't want this sequence of here's this character from the game and here's their showcase in Mm -hmm. 90 minutes. And now let's move on to the next one. Yeah. And here's the showcase. Remember this guy? I'm afraid of that, but I I have more faith in the showrunners than Mm -hmm. that, but it would be really easy for it to be a series of the showcase moments and characters from the game. Uh, to kind of like a greatest hits album mm-hmm. and then, uh, you know, wrap it up the story the way that it wraps up. So I, I, I want the side characters that are introduced to be lasting and I want their stories to be impactful. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't want it to be a, uh, uh, the two main characters running through a like Rolodex of, sure. of side characters. And so that, that, that's Hitting a, beats, that's a big know. fear. Yeah. What about you? I was just thinking about what you were saying. I mean, isn't that kind of how the game does it with those characters though? Because it's a, it's it's a travel story, right? So you don't spend much time with really anybody, but it feels more like an organic, like weaving in and out, you know, Mm -hmm. it's like this people come in, they leave, they come in, they, you know, you reach different people. There's different like types of people you encounter and things like that too. As you weave in and out of these lives, you know, as you said, it's kind of a, it's a road Western, you know, in, in its own right. And so I think, yeah, like you want those, those interactions to feel organic and like these people are just kind of dropping in and out or whatever, but yeah, not just something where I don't want like introduce but, bill. And, uh, that's just bills episode six. You know what I mean? Just like a one episode, like yeah. introduce them to kill them, introduce them to write them out again. Kind of thing. Like, exactly. Like let somebody kind of like, at least maybe that's one of my fears too, but it's like, as far as bill specifically, I don't know how to, how to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, I really, I really don't see it a, a way. 
you know, even when the characters, a lot of them don't die, but it's just they, like I said, the main characters move on. So maybe at least hit like the emotional beats that that they provide and not just like, well, we put them in there, you know. Yeah, I couldn't see Bill being in it for more than an episode, honestly. Um, And the same goes for Sam and Henry. Um, But maybe we also know that they're introducing additional characters that they are in the game. And Um, that's uh, that's a huge concern for me, too. Like. It is a phenomenal story that if you yeah. filmed it beat for beat would be one of the best shows and, ever made. So. And additional characters, though, could be like in the show. It's a little it's a different medium. So they got to spend more time in uh, what do they call them? Like the outpost in Boston or whatever. Mm-hmm. So maybe there'd be some like little shifty guys that you talk yeah. to to trade yeah. your bread with or whatever. Like, you know what I mean? Like those could be the characters that they're talking about introducing. Um, but what I'm looking forward to most is, is bill is high up on there. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. as soon as I found out this Nick, Nick Offerman, well, I knew it was yeah. Nick Offerman before I even knew who bill was. If oh, I'm being yeah, honest. True. Right. That's so true. as soon as I played the game and experienced bill, I was like, he, I had Nick Offerman in my mind yeah. the entire time. Uh, and I was like, holy shit. I mean, if you don't know who Bill is, if you don't play the games, they run into this. It's a kind of a friend of Joel's. Um, and he he lives outside the city limits. He chooses to be free, but live in the more dangerous area. And so uh, like he keeps some of the zombies, the clickers is what they call them, as as like the defense for his outposts. Like so he has them wander the walls and stuff in like preordained areas. And he's he's a he's a nutbag, right? As yeah. you can imagine. He's like a not a flat earther, but definitely a, 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 pre- a, a doomsday yeah. prepper kind 100%. of guy. Yeah. Uh, and I think that character is going to be great. And I just picture him from Parks and Rec. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Bill, Bill has definitely bid on and won multiple auctions involving like storage containers. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Right. 100%. But they also like really effectively and subtly establish who he was prior to the events of the game. Mm-hmm. And I, I want more of that. Mm-hmm. And I want that in the show. I don't want it to be ham fisted. I guess my biggest fear is they're not going to, um, and it's HBO. So I shouldn't have this fear, but I think they've said it's less gory than the game. Really? Um, and I guess that, that's fair. That makes me sad. And I, I do like gore, but I don't even mean it in that sense. I just don't want them to tiptoe any part of this story yeah. because it's, it's, brutal like this is the game of thrones of post-apocalypse to me this mm-hmm. story it's mm-hmm. like what would people actually do not if you want to love the character and what, what would a hero do what would people do right and that's what i love about game of thrones at times and that's what i love about playing the game i was like holy shit that is not a likable move but that is seems true to that character yeah. and i love that you know and i don't want them to have to tiptoe or polish anything off at all to make it more palatable I don't know if they're necessarily trying to make it more palatable, but like in just by virtue of it being a video game, there's inevitably going to be the gameplay showcase moments, the shootout with, you know, here you're in Pittsburgh and let's do the shootout here. And, you know, you got to get through. Now it's hard. And yeah. Get through the mini boss here. And, I don't expect them know. to like fight 37 human people together. Every and episode. Kill them all. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, what's the body would count be, by the end of the oh game? My God. You the know what I narrative mean? dissonance of, of Uncharted. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I, I have no idea like how like it, Ellie's it, 14 and she just dispatches 19 grown men. Yeah. And, yeah. Oh, I think that's all of them. And then, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, damn, like you're hiding around a corner. But like she can't being, swim. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're hiding around a corner, trying not to get caught. And then like the AI sends her out running around. It's like somehow she didn't get seen. Like I want to see the uh, outtakes yeah. of that. Um, yeah, I, I well, one of the most impactful things, and I think one of the reasons why uh, The Last of Us, the game, 
uh, had so much critical acclaim and uh, caught so much attention when it came out. Never mind just the fact that it's Naughty Dog and everybody was going to mm. pay attention anyway. But uh, when it had those brutal moments, it made you feel it in a way that most games don't. Like when you choke somebody out, like the camera pans around and you see their eyes go wide. You see them scrambling, to, trying to pull your arm down. Like mm. you watch them die as opposed to just being like a nameless person. Even though they are a nameless person, you feel their death in a way that you don't normally get yeah they're not red shirted at all exactly without spoiling anything they were really good about that in last of us too yes uh where like if you choke somebody out or you like you know you kill somebody or whatever you kind of just like leave the body discarded like sometimes a person will see like that's part of that same group they'll see that body and they'll be like oh my god caleb yeah, yeah. And you're yeah. just like oh fuck caleb <laughs> i killed but, caleb but they're not like oh my god caleb he was two weeks away from retirement with the sun on the window it's, yeah. they, they don't lay it on thick you know they're not like but yeah it's i love that i thought that was such a nice touch yeah <laughs> for retirement from the cannibal club right you know <laughs> yeah that's that's i'm only five hours into two but some of the mechanics yeah. but i also played the the ps5 remake of Mm -hmm. of the first game and so a lot of the game mechanics that were so much better in the second game they put into the first game i'm sure so i'm kind of like i didn't get the mind-blowing part two does this now because i played the version of part one that had that yeah um because you'd shoot somebody in the leg and they'd go oh my god please just let me go i swear i'll never tell it they start doing that and you're like (laughs) 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 can't can't trust you man also Uh, this is fun Mm -hmm. um (laughs) But yeah, I think Craig Mason's the perfect person to tell that kind of story. I, I 100% expect to have those moments. Like I could just see Pedro Pascal doing it too. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's Joel as a character is is uh, ruthless. Yeah. He's a survivor, right? Like yeah. and we, we find that out in, towards the end of the game and, and more um, there's more emphasis on it. But even throughout, like just in general, like I love that kind of he, he, there's been movie characters like him yeah. Uh, that like you, they subvert expectation and in a negotiation, we'll just kill the guy mm-hmm. and say, ah, I'll, f- I'll figure it out myself. Like, we see that a lot, but when Joel does it, it seems like really surprising and real. Well, I think it's really important the way that the game and hopefully the show opens to really emphasizes that like you were watching this man lose his last hope, like pretty much as this shit starts, yeah. you know, and then you're taking the story 19 years in. So now he's like even more jaded and more worn and things like that. And yeah, I think Pedro Pascal is going to be perfect for that, too, because he can, you know, express that. I think. Yeah. Really props well. to the casting director mm-hmm. for Last of Us. I mean, there's an incredible job, like people that I wouldn't have thought of, mm-hmm. admittedly, if I was going to like fan cast this yeah, this no. game. Yeah. But now that they've cast them, I'm like, holy shit, that's yeah. a good idea. You yeah. know, especially mm-hmm. like Bill and Nick Offerman. And that that's that's money. Yeah. <laughs> that is money it is going to be hard i don't give a shit what they look like but it's going to be hard the voices are so distinct and wonderful mm. in the game troy baker and ashley johnson that play the two leads uh did wonders uh for voice acting in games in general uh, with those performances and like harold those are heralded as some of the as some of the best uh voice performances in gaming of all time mm-hmm. and they uh, even did like a road show where they would act out scenes mm-hmm. on stage yeah, yeah it's awesome of the and last you, of us which is interesting and you can look up like uh outtakes where they like fuck around and like have a character like sing their lines and stuff it's so much fun you gotta check it out on youtube so it is going to take a minute to uh not hear their voices like they're so distinct and uh when we were talking before about um uh elliot page's likeness being used for ellie or uh being similar ellie has 
become ingrained in my brain and I think in pop culture in general as like such a distinct person. I forgot about all the Elliot Page stuff because like I don't see any lights likeness to them at all anymore. I see Ellie, you know? Yeah. And uh, I think a lot of that credit goes to the voice actors establishing them as feeling like a, a real person. And mm -hmm. so it is going to be hard to hear a different voice. Yeah. Well, You'll have the face to help attach you along with yeah, that. Right? Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, and they seem to have done. I, we, I've seen early stills. I, I haven't watched the trailer as much as you guys might have because I typically don't do that. But I have seen stills of the clickers, and they look pretty spot on. Oh my god, they look incredible. And those they things really are terrifying. Really yeah. And just like the sound, I love when uh, the the day before HBO did the first trailer or teaser or whatever, they did the uh, <laughs> HBO. They're like coming tomorrow, and it was the HBO like static start that you know they bump yeah. every show with but it, it, it's like as it goes oh and like fades out it fades into the clicker sound oh that's and cool. that was like their way of being like oh last of us trailer tomorrow but like just hearing that i'm like oh my god they're gonna this is gonna be good <laughs> it's scary at least the trailer is gonna be good and yeah <laughs> and yeah it's gonna it's like be scary that, going back to like biggest fears my whole thing is like them knocking out of the park in episode one and by episode four we're just getting a batch of sixes you know, where we're just like, ah, uh, like, I don't, I really hope and want it more than anything to be great, but I really hope it's sustainably great. And that's where I'm, I'm really like Chernobyl had no problem doing that. But like, and I don't think this will either. I mean, the pacing of the story that they say they're telling yeah. is perfect Everything, for this. I know. And, for and me, once I found seems... out they're doing the whole thing in season one, I was like, mm -hmm. done. It's going to be it, awesome. It seems like such a slam dunk. And there's just, and the biggest tell for me that it's going to be good is there's not been a lot of like clips and footage like trying to sell you on it in the days yeah. coming up to the release like eight, like the promotion for it's been pretty quiet and yeah usually, that, nobody on tiktok's been paid to talk about it or anything and, yeah, i, I emailed not, hbo for screeners and yeah. they said no and they're not like, like they're really feeling confident about this yeah and they're, and, they're not, <laughs> and they're not doing shit like here's the first 10 minutes you yeah, know it's not yeah, like anything yeah. like that it's like here's a tears here's a trailer fuck you wait till the 15th you know and yeah. it's like that for me is like cool like i'm comfortable with that but i am still so nervous because i think like i said it's almost too easy to we've to been right. we've been hurt before yeah I, it, it, I would say with video games every time. Yeah. <laughs> the thing I'm most excited about is this actually getting to be accessible to people who won't play the game, mm -hmm. you know, because all the game's going to sell like hotcakes well, again after this. Frankly, frankly? I, know this, I know this is controversial, <laughs> but I the my least favorite thing about the last of us games is the fucking game part of it. Like okay, okay. I, it's I I get you. That's my, the reason I didn't play it so yeah, for so I, long. Well, I, I I think, and I assume this is where you're going with it. That's not a detriment to the gameplay, but rather an elevation of how much you respect the story. I think the story is a 14 out of 10 inside of a six out of 10 game. Whoa, I, I, my, okay. my my big thing is, and it still makes 10 out of 10. <laughs> but <laughs> Math. my my big thing <laughs> is, I was Checks like, out. okay, great, it's a survival horror. It is an action adventure lightly, but like it's also crafting. I think it needed to pick a stronger, like succinct lane to kind okay. of work into. Cause I'm like the, Do you ammo, think the second one's better. I think it does better, but I'll get to something I did in the second one too. But uh, with the first one, I'm like, okay, the ammo distribution, like the health stuff for me, I'm like that. I was cranking this down to like the easiest difficulty aim assist on. I'm terrible at video games, but there's just that part of me that I'm like, I either need more ammo. There needs to be less people in this room or they need less resources to like fight against me. And you get through it and I understand it's supposed to be difficult, but there were times that I'm just like, this game is woefully off balance for like really? everything it's going for. And so there's a spot in 
part two. Get good, bro. I really, yeah, <laughs> honestly, that, and that may be it too. But like, there's just this part of me where I'm like, oh my God, like, I know you can't play them like Uncharted games and I wasn't trying to, but it was just where like, for some reason, like the actual, like everything, the way it was set up and the way it handed it to me. I understand way, what you're saying. Yeah. With, I, I quit playing it twice. I don't. I tell people I didn't play the game until recently. But what really happened is in 2013, I tried to play the game, mm-hmm. and um, Animal Crossing came out the same week. And, and, yeah, whew, bounced. and I hated it in the sense of like I'd be shooting somebody and like I would die. And yeah. like this is like the teach you how to play the game part, and I'm dying. Yeah, and I'm like okay, it's a little embarrassing, a little weird. Uh, and I'm not like terrible at games in general. Typically, people, you have a rock and six bullets. I would pop up to <laughs> shoot, and I would like roll out of cover and get yeah. shot a bunch, and then start crafting a Molotov instead of mm-hmm. shooting. Like, what the fuck is going on? Like, mm-hmm. it was frustrating me. So then I, I put it down. Years later, I tried to play it again at Andy's insistence, and I got to the first part with the clickers underground. Yeah. Uh, um, and this time, I'm still like a little a little awkward with the gameplay style, but I'm starting to get better. And it scared the shit out of me. Mm-hmm. I was having like anxiety issues. Oh, yeah. I don't like horror games. I've said this on air before, I think. Oh my God, yeah. For some reason, movies, like horror movies, hardly ever affect mm-hmm. me in that way, like where I'm actually uncomfortable. I'm just like either in the story or I think it's silly. Well, horror games movies, you can fuck me up. Yeah. Hor- horror movies, you can sit back and go, hey, don't go down that hallway. And <laughs> yeah. then she goes down the hallway. Yeah, you're, you're right. And then like, in the know, game, you have to game, go down the like, hallway. Yeah, some guy's got a gun to your head, like go down the hallway. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck do I do? And you don't want to. And it's that one camera shot in Resident Evil and the window's there. And you're like, yeah. I'm going to take five steps. And here comes a dog. And like you can call it five steps, dog. And you still like pee in your pants. Yeah. You know, like it's. Yeah. Did you ever play. Um, uh, what was that? Evil Within. It was one of the early PS4 games. No. That game incredible. terrified yeah. me. Horror games. I mean, I played like 30 minutes of it. And I was yeah. out because this giant mass dude with a chainsaw was chasing mm-hmm. me. And it was one of those games where you, all you can do is run yeah. and you're like hobbled. So like you get away at the, the like last second. And I was like, I'm done, Andy. I'm not yeah. playing this anymore. So anyway, Last of Us scared me off the second time. Mm-hmm. Fast forward to when Jimmy bought me the the Last of Us Part 1, the PS5 remake of it. I guess the mechanics are a little easier next gen style. I actually love the gameplay now. Mm-hmm. I really, really love it. Like the whole, it, the fact that it's so hard to shoot people and you yeah. only have nine bullets yeah, is really neat because it makes it, it's, it's kind of like Red Dead. It's kind of when you do shoot someone in the head, you're fucking, you earned that. Yeah. Like oh, nobody I, helped you get that headshot and it I feels agree. so good. Yeah. I just don't think the balance is right. And that you don't even like, need bullets. Yeah. If you want to be a sneaky boy, right. Be you know, a sneaky boy. Crowbar. Uh, but there's a spot and you'll know what I'm talking about and I'll explain it without spoiling it because it is part of the last of us part two, but it is pretty much like right at, like right at the end. And it takes the camera through pretty much everything you've got to go through. And then it just drops you back at Ellie and you have just like jack shit to work with. And you've got like, and I remember sitting there and I'm on like hour 25 of this game. And this is actually where I kind of realized I didn't, I'm like, I don't know if I want to keep playing video games anymore. Like, <laughs> I sat there and I just was like so tired of it already. I'm just like, no, fuck this. And I went into the accessibility settings and there's a setting you can turn on where you are invisible if you are lying on your belly. And I <laughs> army crawled my way through the last like 15 minutes of The Last of Us to get to the end because I was just like no, I'm not doing it. And like I belly crawled through everything. I looked at all of this was like fuck this, fuck this. I'm not doing it. Uh-uh. Nope. Hit it on the first try. No problem. Like, <laughs> no, nope, nailed it. Uh-uh. I get it, man. As I get older yeah. uh, the 
the easy setting is more and more like uh, I was tempting. So, so, tempting yes, I was so eighty twenty. I'm just like, give me the story. Like I'm yeah. tired. Of well, eventually, Andy told me uh, after my second playthrough where I was like scared off, and I, mm-hmm. this is now I didn't try again until for what six um, seven yeah, years something like that. Yeah. Um, Andy called me and was like, "Look, the story is so good that I I recommend that you." play it on easy mode just to get through the story in a few hours that it's really important that you experience the story. And that wasn't challenging enough to keep my interest though. Like Mm -hmm. I tried like from, from the first frame to play it on easy. That was, so I tried three times. I forgot the third Uh, time. And then you gotta like start through that whole thing again, you know? So yeah. And then that held you back for a few years. So I watched the first scene with Joel four times. Yeah. That's brutal. Yeah, it was yeah. emotionally. I had, a lot of <laughs> I had a lot of start and stop on Last of Us too. I had to sit through that a couple times as well. Yeah. It's... So right now I'm currently the five or six hours in the second one. So I get what you're saying, hundred yeah. percent. And that's where I ended up rage deleting God of War Ragnarok because yeah. like this, it has this game mechanic where um, you've played. You guys have both played a lot of God of War, so you know how there's the uh, heavy attacks and stuff, but then there's like the combo attacks mm-hmm. where you start like if you press it's complicated to say if, depending on it's the like circle x square r1 yeah, yeah but yeah, they, yeah. they're preset mm-hmm. to each weapon like the axe does r if you press r1 it'll shoot this shaft of ice out right like anyway you can still be hit while doing those yeah yeah and i feel like when i'm fighting these bosses that are super hard and they literally have like a like a, the, a, a hair's breadth of health left mm-hmm. And the game mistakenly goes into one of those anima- animations <laughs> and then I get hit doing that and I die. Like I literally, I pressed options, deleted the game because I'd already beat the story. What would you do? What would you do if that wasn't a bug, but a feature? And like, as he's doing it, Kratos just goes, look at what I can do. <laughs> you just hit some crazy button combo and you're like, what? Well, that game uh, make it better. does right? something really effective uh, where it, it does kind of a fake out where you get what looks like a uh, game over screen and it's not actually a game over. That was oh. something that they uh, were they, they trick you with uh, with a uh, pretty big uh, named character battle within the first hour or so of the game. If you can remember that. Um, yes. Which is to say, like, maybe you deleted the game uh, at a time when you shouldn't have. And maybe that you actually won that fight and you just didn't know it. No, I didn't. Because I had fought. That was the guy. That was the the hidden boss that I worked to. It's 100% the game. Yeah. And I'd fought him already like nine times. <laughs> um, and I died this way many times already. Uh, so I knew for sure it was, it was over. It was time to restart. And I just wasn't willing to. When wasn't I, willing to. When I finally beat the Valkyrie Queen in God of War 2018, I just wanted to dunk my head in a tank of ice. Like that So many just, people, it, it's a debate whether the person I was fighting for is harder than her or not. Okay. Um, I don't know. Because yeah, I didn't no. I didn't play her in the first one. I just, yeah. I didn't even try. It was I only like got through hours. like six or seven Valkyries in six the first game. Hours? It was like six hours for me to beat that. <laughs> wow. It was, it's like a Dark Souls thing to fight those Valkyries and the Berserkers yeah. in the second game. But Well, you can get a really good pattern. Like to yes. knock out a ton of the Valkyries. But like the whole strategy when you go to the queen is completely thrown out. Cause they always recommend like, Hey, like as like you can hit the Valkyrie as they open the wings on this last of us podcast, we're talking about God of War <laughs> and, uh, the Valkyrie's wings open up and then you can just start like beating the shit out of them. And it just starts before really the match even starts. You're just chipping away at the health. So like, it becomes kind of this adapted strategy you can take in when you go to the Valkyrie queen, she's just like, you know, I'm in my case of wings. And you go up to like start the animation and she just like, grabs you by the head and drags you across the ground. You're like, Oh, I can't do that anymore. <laughs> like oh, that's cool. Yeah. Though. It just like, like yeah, 
Oh my god! They, yeah, they, they switch it up for the last oh one. That's goodness. pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, The Last of Us is the first game that was like genuinely challenging to me in that mm-hmm. way, and I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, except for one, I did not enjoy. I called Jimmy. I didn't talk to you about this. I don't think there's a there's a scene in the first game where you have to start a generator. Yeah. In this uh, hotel building. Yeah. When you were talking about the uh, the flashlights and oh, Chernobyl, yeah. I'm like, oh, that generator scene could have really hit different. It <laughs> yeah. probably will. It now. will. Uh, oh. uh, so I don't. I didn't brighten my TV or anything like cowardly. You know, like I can't see shit except yeah. for what my flashlight can see. And I'm trying to start this generator. And then I hear the. <laughs> and I'm like, what? Where are they? What is that even? Because it's an, actually a new type of enemy as well. Uh, hated it so my heart yeah. was pounding. I had uh, you hated it because of how scary it was. Right? I hated how effective it was exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And like I had my uh, pulse headset on because I have a five month old. Mm-hmm. So like it is it is inside mm-hmm. me like this like <laughs> three sixty degree like sound right. And it's late at night because my daughter's asleep. That's the only time I can play. Mm-hmm. I had to, I tried to call Jimmy. He didn't answer. Like I needed, <laughs> you needed a fucking co-pilot. I right? needed him <laughs> to get in a party chat with me to yeah. get through this part of the game. Otherwise, I would. Otherwise, I was alone. Yeah, dude. Horror games are so much easier if somebody's sitting on the couch with you. Yes, it's it's. Fast. You can joke and be like, <laughs> yeah. right. "Was this scary or something?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah man, here they come. It was this scary. You're gonna bite me. <laughs> exactly. Makes a huge difference. I was by myself. I was like, ah. my horror. VR sucks. I almost quit again because of that scene. Yeah. That scene was very like yeah. it was that scary for me. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, Jimmy's gonna be so mad when I don't finish this game. <laughs> <laughs> and we, but I, I and then the second try, I did it. I, I looked up a walkthrough. I'm not gonna lie, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those don't always work because I don't know if you've experienced this. In Last of Us, when you die and restart, it like the scenario is slightly different. You know what I mean? It doesn't let you like track the patterns of the of the clickers yeah. and stuff because they'll be in different spots. And like, I'll be like, OK, that one comes in that door and then I'll kill that one and I'll go for the left guy. And then someone new will drop down on me. I'm like, where did that guy come from? Yeah. And like they, they, they kind of restart. So anyway, so the walkthrough was actually useless because it, it said uh, kill the stalkers as quickly as you can. <laughs> if you run through the hallway fast enough and use the the door key card, you will avoid a bloater attack. Right. That's what it said. And I was like, OK, I've got to kill these guys quickly. Yeah. So I start the generator. I turn around. There's a bloater first through the door. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, what is that walk through? Well, I think <laughs> difficulty plays a role, too. Because I feel like if you put the game on easy, there might not be a bloater. Probably. I don't yeah. know. Because, I, yeah, I think difficulty would, would adjust where, like, what spawns where. I'm well. still, I'm not quite, I, I'm trying to say this in a way that's not, I don't mean it as, <laughs> I'm not offending anyone intentionally or anything. Um, I still have this dumb 12-year-old part of me that feels like, uncool if oh, i yeah. if i take it below moderate yeah, even yeah, though yeah. no one's there yeah. no one will know and no one thinks i am cool for playing it on moderate <laughs> right? like everybody online's like i beat it six times on grounded right that's great nobody asked you to do that <laughs> games are meant to be played like shut the fuck up like with the gatekeeping yeah. i like, turn on permadeath or i don't play yeah great <laughs> Have you tried that? No. You want to know why? Because I want to play the fucking game and enjoy it. It's it's such a crazy concept. Like, if you die, you're literally dead and you have to start over. There's a ton of stuff like that, yeah. A lot of games that are like that? I mean, a lot of, like, strategy games are especially like that, Like Diablo and shit. Or, like, original games, like Contra. Like, like that was just, when you die, you're done. Mario. 
I beat the game on the hardest. That's yeah. fucking cool. Well, that's what my buddy said. I called him and, yeah. and he was like, uh, yeah, try, try grounded. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> like like he's, he talks like Duke yeah, Nukem too. It's sure. weird. Like, oh, where is it? Oh. <laughs> try it on grounded. Dibs on skins. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm a bad, bad baby. I only hit like three bullets <laughs> throughout the whole game. <laughs> what? Why? <laughs> Craft this. <laughs> Lots of obscure Duke Nukem references now for anybody that, oh my God. <laughs> for our two fans that are Duke Nukem fans. Right. Um, but yeah, that's the, the show's going to be cool, baby. I hope I so. I, I really, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited. I, on, I'm staking my professional reputation on the fact that this is going to be a wowzer of yeah, a show. I, I am most excited for however they decide to tell the story as much as they deviate to and from the game, whatever. I am excited that this world, these characters, this universe will get to be experienced and accessed by people who normally wouldn't. Yes. You know, like, Big yeah. And that it's it's the one thing I want for like every video game I love is for everybody who can't play or won't play the video. They're making game. a Mass Effect show. Yeah, but will they fuck it up? We'll see. Probably. You know, it's not. <laughs> Isn't it like a Netflix thing? I don't know, man. It's not a good sign. Amazon, but still, oh, that'd be like, worse. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that ships it. The closest thing that I have to a Mass Effect movie is Star Trek 09, and that might just be good enough. You are like just tickling. Steve's keys, his <laughs> ivories. <laughs> I'll take those keys. But, uh, <laughs> no, no, it, it's yeah. I am excited for this great property to be able to be accessed by people who otherwise could not or would not. Yeah. So good or bad, however they do it, that, good for them. Yeah, yeah, I'm. I'm glad somebody else. Well, you, so it might be somebody's new favorite show. Yes, it's going to be mine. Maybe? I'm an unabashed whore for HBO. You, you put the H and the O. They, yeah, I do. <laughs> Ew. Yeah, I don't can, like it. And they can have my B whenever they want. Uh, what the fuck's that? <laughs> You're big. <laughs> like, they pay me no money. Right. And I just hype up everything that they do. And it ne- almost never lets me down. Almost never. Almost never. Uh, Euphoria season two. Uh-huh. Eh. I don't know. You don't watch that show? Nah. Yeah. I need to. And like put industry. Nobody's talking about that. Succession's phenomenal. All the way back to the, you know, of course, the origins of peak TV starts with HBO, Oz. you know, the wire Oz, uh, the Sopranos, all that right. stuff. So I'm an unabashed whore for HBO. So that's the last of us next week, Sunday, January 15th. I think it airs at 9 PM Eastern time. There's that's a sweet HBO spot. <laughs> Sundays at nine. That's, that's, that's their, how you know they love They've it. cornered that market. Yeah. That's and how you know that they're like, this is their thing. But yes. exactly. So hard for us to on the East coast to mm-hmm. have to cover it a is. show that airs at nine. Right. Never mind the recording and the God, editing. Yeah. And the fact you guys do that's nuts. Like, it's, uh, it's a nightmare. Being first or last in this business. It's I know. like, if we drop it on Wednesday, everybody's gonna be like, "Oh, you're always trying to." I've already listened to six podcasts, right? And you're just you're just there banging the drum like we gotta beat those chumps at the ringer. We, we gotta- well, here's what's crazy is, and I'll never, I'll, I'll end with this advice to you podcasters out there that want to try to do this. When we were we're doing Stranger Things season four, mm-hmm. uh, Andy and I discussed. Maybe let's not get together at 3 a.m. Because that's when Netflix, they're even worse. Netflix is fucking terrible. Right. They yeah. drop theirs at 3 a.m. Yeah. So it can be midnight in it's L.A. Because fuck us, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's midnight somewhere. So we have to get together at 3 a.m., watch the episode, 
till right. four ish and then record till five ish and right. then edit till six ish and then post it, go to sleep and come back and start doing the other episodes yeah. because they're a binge model. So we can't even slow down. Right. It's annoying on many fronts. I'd, so yeah. Andy and I were like, Steve, let's not even do that this year. And Steve, to his credit, the genius that he is was like, I think it's really important that we're first. I think. It, and I was like, I don't think it is. I don't think it fucking matters. Nobody cares what we do no matter what. Yeah. And <laughs> I love a good defeatist approach. I had been, defe- <laughs> you know, I, I had been defeated. <laughs> and, uh, he was like, I, th- I really think let's just try it. Right. And we fucking blew up. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. like, like number one in the world right. for a minute, for a hot second, Joe Rogan looked up at uh, us. Right. <laughs> and he said, I wonder if they tried my snake oil. <laughs> <laughs> so never again will I shit on the uh, first year last approach. It's, it's true. You got to be hottest out the gate sometimes makes a difference because no one else was willing to do that. Right. You know, and we were just crazy enough to make it work. Mm-hmm. Um, so thank you to all of our listeners that have stuck with us since then. I hope that you love this show. If you don't like horror, if you don't like video games, if, I honestly still think you should give this a shot because it's got elements of different things that make it something oh quite special God, yeah. from all the things that you think it might be. The yeah. show is going to be incredible. I think yeah. er, early, early Walking Dead is a close mm-hmm. comparison as far as like what I hope the quality will be. But yeah. I honestly think it'll it'll be better than that. Yeah, um, it's more emotional. Um, so anywho, uh, I appreciate you all for sticking around. I think that covers everything we really wanted to do. Yeah, I think um, so. So stick with, uh, well, I don't know when Deathly Hallows Part 1 will come out. Maybe sometime this week. It really depends on how uh, how, how quickly Steve's dog heals. Yeah. Peeping the, peeping the dog. Don't you poor little boy. We miss peeping the dog. Oh, it's really shitty. weird to be on like the outside of some of these inside jokes, you know, like when you bring somebody in who like I don't listen like all like I'm so semi regular listener, uh-huh. you know. So when I sit down, I don't I don't hear the episodes with Pip and the dog, and this has oh. happened twice now. I'm just kind of like, there's many of them. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like you guys like Pip and the dog. I'm like Chris and I are wearing kind of the same shirt. I got nothing else to do while this is happening, you know. You can always throw it. Our show is really fun. you can just say whatever and act yeah. like it's an inside yeah. joke yeah. like you could pull like a austin powers dr evil thing sure. underwear like throw me a freaking burn here yeah. but see, then and I'm our listeners will be like that's you know. an inside joke keep <laughs> right. doing that oh uh, yeah you know but I, w- I would end up sounding like i was forcing it you know? yeah. <laughs> that's true so, yeah you really yeah. gotta go for it right in steve's world we're just living in steve's world yeah post-apocalyptic poll on uh patreon god that's a alliteration post-apocalyptic poll harry potter uh, <laughs> harry, harry potter coming up soon uh imagine we, tom uh, felton saying post-apocalyptic poll he would lose his fucking mind <laughs> he would blow a gasket uh that should be up as you're hearing this so go vote on patreon.com slash streaming things uh anybody of any tier uh, five dollars and above can vote on the patreon poll for the january movie and everybody um, should vote for death race 2000 death race 2000 <laughs> baby or write in if you'd like us to watch the jason statham version oh, here uh, at streaming things pod at gmail.com oh goodness, smile uh thank you. thank you guys so much for listening follow us on all the socials you can follow alex at, yeah. on twitter at it's it, all subjective yeah without the e at the end if you just type it until twitter says hey that's too many characters take off that e because <laughs> <laughs> that's how he made the name up yep my name is chris i'm andy i'm alex thank you so much this is streaming things happy streaming bitches this month we got some new patrons to thank we are so thankful so grateful to all of you who throw your hard-earned monies our way money 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 monies we got the new try before you deny producers Jose Ruben Cruz Rodriguez and Rabbit Dog in a Barbie Car. That is actually their <laughs> Christian name. 
I, I can't imagine the. Does that fit in a library card? Rabbit dog in a Barbie car. Yes, because in a Barbie car is is put as a last name. So okay, what's the middle initial? I thought uh, N was the middle initial. No, you're right. I it was like rabbit dog N. I don't think in that part of the world wherein rabbit dog hails. There is a middle They're on name. mountain time. Yeah, yes, for sure. <laughs> In the Marty B VIP producers category, we've added Node KS, Charlie Friday. That's not real. It might be. That's awesome. Be. You were named after a secret agent, and I love it. Heather Joe, Sheila Huff. Um, Sheila. I, I'm so sorry in advance. I'm going to try my best. Niame McDyer and Micah Tybee. Micah Tybee. Micah Tybee? I was reading that one before. Ethan Gregory. I got that one. Casey McNatt, Nicole Herring, and Daisy JT. And in the chocolate pudding producers, we've added Meddler on the Roof. Love it. Lane Crawford, Christiana Saya, Blaze King, Ellie Montiranta, Randy F., Carrie Jared, Carrie Gerard, Carrie Jared, Carrie Gerard, Tyler Sowers, Cadet. Alyssa Anderson, Sabra Watkins, Jade Spade Marmalade, and Naris Martinez. And in the Friends Don't Lie producers, we've added Mike and Sheila. And I, again, apologize to anyone whose name I did not pronounce correctly. Uh, I did my best. My heart was in it. I feel like you Mike's going to be like, it's McKay. <laughs> it could be. It could be. Thank you all so much. We love you.